The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. It's August 31st, 2013. Katy Perry's Raw is the number one song in the country, but even louder, louder than a lion is the cacophony coming from the TVNZ atrium, (laughs) where a hodgepodge group of comedians, celebrities and vagrant youths are yelling over each other because the microphones are broken. Serious news presenter Simon Dallow is holding a sex toy. Comedian Tim Bear is eating cat food. It's chaotic, it's electric, and within just a few hours, it will all be gone forever. Join us as we remember when TVNZ made the most groundbreaking youth channel of all time in TVNZU. Welcome to Remember When. This is your weekly pop culture nostalgia podcast. My name is Alex Casey and I'm joined, as always, by my two favourite youth presenters in the New Zealand media sphere. So young. <laughs> it's Jane Yee and Duncan Gray. Hi. Hi. Oh. I'm so excited to be talking about TVNZU because I feel like I talk about TVNZU every second day. <laughs> you were at the definitive history the demo. of it. You were in the demo, right, to watch it. I was in the demo to watch it. I was also closely affiliated with one of the main hosts. Um, I was going to university with Rose Matafeo at the time, so it was there for, like, the entire casting inception journey, stratospheric star rise. Um, But it was only a few years ago I decided to return to it for a story for the spinoff, and I really realised just how much was going on behind the scenes and how truly, genuinely groundbreaking it was um, and actually, as we're recording this, it is 10 years since the end today, oh, which sad. is pretty, pretty oh, crazy. Me, what was TVNZU? Let me tell you. So it launched in 2011. It ran for two years. It was kind of created to fill the void left by TVNZ6, which I think was sort of like Heartlandy, New Zealandy. <laughs> so all those people who are watching the Heartland, they're like, what are we going to watch now? And so they made TVNZU. They made a youth channel. But, I mean, t- TVNZ's got form with kind of creating and, like, it, it also had uh, MTV back in the day. So this was not its first time doing that. But I think... And M2, M2 as well. M- just, M2, M2, that's and right. And M2. That's so right. just, that was, just putting that out there. But the, the point is, uh, I think you're right to think about this so often, Alex, and I, I really, I, th- I hope that TVNZ has had cause to reflect on this because... You know, like when you're trying to start something new, like there's a whole bunch of things you need to get right. And they got them almost all right, particularly on the talent side. Like really, really amazing uh, that whoever put together that that group, which, you know, like to, 
you just look at what they've gone on to to do and be, and it was um, it's it's tragic. So the three, mm. from my memory, the three main were there three main hosts. That did well, that? there was a whole channel. So you're talking about you live. Right I'm talking now. about you live. So so I'm thinking of you. I'm thinking of Connor Nesta, Rose, obviously, and Tim Lamborn. Is that Tim right? Lamborn. Were they the three? Kind give, of give, us Matt, the, give us Matt, the whole sketch. Matt and... Gibb was the producer, right? But yeah, so just to zoom out again, so TVNZU was the entire channel. It basically had a lot of crazy reruns of like shitty reality shows, a lot of Made in Chelsea, Made in Chelsea was huge. <laughs> a lot of like you know stuff where people open old storage lockers, sort of thing. Great shows. <laughs> but the flagship was. You Live, yep. which was four till seven. It was also crucially Select Live was ending on C4 around this time as well. So there was like a gap for that kind of show. Um, and yeah, the, the hosts at launch were Rose Matafeo, Connor Nesta, Tim Lamborn, Matt Gibb. And it was three hours live from the TVNZ atrium. That's it was mostly the craziest, music. That is the craziest bit. It was a couch. It was literally an orange couch in a light up U <laughs> and one or two cameras but the other crucial part, I think, of TV and particularly You Live, was the fact that they incorporated Facebook really early on at a time where that was not happening. So they were like, I think someone told me when I wrote that story that Cheryl Sandberg used TV and ZU as like a case study for years in terms of how they incorporated having a live Facebook chat running alongside the show and bringing it into the graphics on screen. So there was this like second screen thing happening, which seems kind of normal now, but was really crazy at the time. And they would even have a separate camera that would run during the ad breaks. So everyone in the chat room could talk to and interact with the hosts the entire time. And they were. And, like, there were people who were, like, sort of very regular chatters. Like, I feel like Renee Church. There are some some names that are almost, like, lodged in your brain of people who were, like, really active uh, participants in it who almost felt like part of the show through Facebook, which at the time was... Still look quite a young place, but as opposed to the kind of weird retirement home it's become now. You might have seen on my face that I'm looking a little bit, just a little bit defensive, just a little bit guarded. Um, back before TVNZ, oh, we mentioned him. I was just, I just, just quickly. We just little quickly. Yeah, slightly, uh, slightly. Uh, We're going to remember when something else. My, my, remember when just, within the remember yeah, when. Yeah, just, just quickly. I just say, M2, we had forums where we live chatted. And uh, very simple. It was different. It was, there was no Facebook. And they had like a little ticker along the bottom of the screen, yeah. right? And we'd get people. And then uh, when M2 ended, I started up my blog. I went on to win um, a Canon Media Award for my for my great blogging. <laughs> the, <this laughs> honestly, really the great. worst. This is <laughs> the worst <laughs> blog of all time. But I'm just saying there was chat rooms oh. with live TV out of that building. I didn't want to take anything from you, of <laughs> course, and flip side had happened before. But I mean in terms of literally Facebook being this crazy new platform that everyone was suddenly using for a scrappy little youth channel to tap into that. Cheryl never name checked M2. That's I'll I'll give them that. Well you don't know that. I don't know. You don't know I, that. I do Jane. know that. I know that for sure. She could have talked about the magazine. We just don't know for sure. Um and then what happened? So it ran for about two years and I think I don't quite know how far in, but they decided they would also start a live late show, which was You Late, which had Tim Lamborn and Guy Montgomery as the hosts and would have lots of regulars like Tim Bat. Basically all of like the snort comedians would stop by and do strange segments and pop in. Um, 
I had a segment on You Late, don't want to brag, don't want to brag. Very short-lived. I think I got invited in once they knew the channel was shutting down. <laughs> Hang on, you also had a I, segment. I did have a segment on You Live, I think. What um, was yours, you Alex? time. You were earlier. Um, mine was called Shitizen Kane, and every week <laughs> I would come in and bring in a different shitty B-movie to show clips from and talk about. And it was honestly so much fun. I mean, this is what I can't emphasise enough of how, like, chaotic and free but kind of open and just like it felt like anyone could stop by and like try something which I, mean, I know is not true well, but <laughs> I mean almost because it is in the like we watched some old clips this morning and there's one where um Rose is interviewing op shop and one of the guys from op shop's just got his kid there and there's just like people are walking in the background just clanging shit like, definitely not a, hey, we're shooting here, just keep the noise down kind of an environment. It's almost like no one cared that they were shooting there mm. and we're not going to pay any mind and just carry on business as usual around them. Yeah, I mean, it's weird because, like, you know, uh, Late Night Big Breakfast was sort of legendarily shot, shot in a target while it was actually operating kind of thing. And TVNZ you wasn't that far away from it <laughs> in terms of, like, it was – because it's a thoroughfare. It wasn't like a little – kind of cul-de-sac of an atrium. It was like you kind of a lot of people just who were just going about their work stuff just needed to walk you, through you the shop. You can't get to almost anywhere in the building without walking through the atrium. Yeah. Mm. And they would use I mean they would often pull in like TV and Z superstars who normally I feel like especially like news presenters who are generally quite guarded and not, you know, well, and back not then that spontaneous. Like now that's becoming a bit more sort of normalized because, you know, social media, et cetera. But back then Seeing Simon Dallow be Simon Dallow was very weird. Yeah. You know? Mm, mm. There's a good bit. I mean, what kills me is I think the whole final episode of You Live used to be on YouTube. I can't find it anymore. But I remember there's a bit where Connor Nesta asked Maddie McClay and he's like, do you think the news will ever just end? <laughs> 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 like, there's just kind of crazy, like, strange, long, meandering interviews. Um, but, I mean, You Late itself was also quite amazing. Like, they had... Tim Bat's toilet reviews was a very famous Dude. segment where he would come in each week with a different toilet to review, but it also kind of became this strange, um, evolving relationship between himself and Guy Montgomery, which would eventually become, you know, their podcast, The Worst Idea of All Time. There was lots of, like, little relationships and talent fostered on that show, which I feel like it's crazy that they let them all go. It's know? crazy it they let them crazy. all go and, and didn't understand what that could be to the wider organization. You know, like I think it's because it had this weird combination, like it was part sort of student radio. It was part just kind of commercial radio chaos. We've just got to crack each other up in between the songs. You know, it was part amazing talent development. Like it had all these amazing functions for the organization, but and I, I'm not sure if this was in the story. Uh, I, th I think it was basically that there was a tension between TVNZU being this youth channel and TVNZ2 marketing itself as a, as a youth channel. And that as it started to rate, the, the kind of there was a basically a tension around the, the sort of the ad sales element. And so they, they basically just shut it down almost because it was too successful. Now, I'm sure the real story is more more sort of complex than that or I'm, I'm mangling it, but it, it it feels like a brand. Now, you know, TVNZ has Re, which, which does some really fantastic stuff, but 
in terms of you sort of imagine a world where instead of shutting that thing down 10 years ago, you let it develop and become mm. more online. And you think, man, TVNZ could have this absolute youth, like true youth powerhouse with all of these absolute like megawatt names. Now, obviously, Rose and probably Guy and you know, most of them were too talented to stay there. But if you could just get that as a flywheel running, people knew, oh, if I want to be the next Rose, I go into this place and I shoot my shot. What might they have had? My God. I think this is, I feel like that is just something that TVNZ has done again and again and again, is had these, started to develop these shows and just not given them enough of a chance to really take off. Because look at what now, right? When you can get something that, that is an institution and can run forever and you just know is going to be great, doesn't matter who's presenting it. They could have done that very easily with something like, M2, Flipside, TVNZ, any number one, any number of these properties. Yeah, but particularly M2. Partic- no, <laughs> M2 was in the middle of the night. There's just no, it, was, it didn't hit you. I mean, you were on prime time, Duncan Gray, when you were on TVNZ. I enjoyed that. It was, you know, I just would go on and talk about different, like, capital P pop music artists every week. And I don't know if I was any good at it, but I really, I, I enjoyed it. And it, because it was, I think, as you alluded to, Alex, like, it was just so... It was accessible and it didn't feel freighted with like if you go on breakfast, you know that you've kind of got to hit your marks. You've got like thirty, you've mm-hmm. got, you, it's quick like a thirty second call and response, and you, you get your makeup done. And it's just like it's not conducive to a normal person knowing how to do TV. Whereas this just had this amazing permission system that you could just kind of get a bit weird and you got more confident. And you got better, but in your own specific style, and that that matters, you know. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's like, in terms of what you're saying about the, the duration and the, the sort of sound bites of it all, there's one clip as well where Esther from Good Morning was yeah. also still in the building Great. at this time. She would often stop by. At one stage, she sat down and talked for seven minutes about Dame Edna. <laughs> <laughs> well, like that was, that was, that was what the audience wanted, you know? That was what, yeah. I love Dame Edna. Edna. So good. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. I want to know about the eating of cat food on the television too. That was for the finale. So I have mixed memory. I don't. I don't think I was there for the final of you live. But I have very strong memories of st- spending a lot of time around the atrium and around the studio, particularly. And I think this might have been after Rose's twenty first or a big birthday because it was around the twenty first areas for all of us. And we all just piled into the atrium. They were broadcasting. Oh, they were doing no. They were doing a Made in Chelsea marathon, and we all just sat on beanbags on camera when it would cut back to the studio, <laughs> just like lounging there, trying not to vomit and die. 
And it was just like the best time. Like I just can't even imagine how did that even happen? That was television. And it was TVNZ. <laughs> it wasn't like it was like you could almost imagine it at three or like a C4 or kind of like it It was happening right in the middle of the most what is fundamentally like the state-owned, historically quite a conservative institution. And it just had this beautiful, free, like fragile and ultimately too fragile thing just sort of happening organically within it. What I want to pause. I want to pause a, a conspiracy theory. How was it funded? Was it New Zealand? Was the New Zealand on air funding put into this? I don't think it had any funding. It was like they bought the cameras. I don't know. I don't, was anyone paid? Like it, it was the cheapest looking thing you've ever seen. I just have this theory that TVNZ did some like, yeah, we'll do a youth thing for a bit. We'll get some money in. And then they just don't care about it, which is actually kind of the best thing that they could do yeah. because then it just like takes care of itself and the people who are, who are, you know, the target audience are the people who are actually making it and then they're able to make something as brilliant as this. And it speaks to why they're in the atrium and why you're allowed to lounge around in beanbags hungover. You can imagine like ad sales staff walking through with their clients and going, don't worry about them. Yeah. <laughs> going, don't worry about that. That's that's probably not going to be on here for very long anyway. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we're working on Juke. Like, this is the yuck <laughs> thing. It's like, that, <laughs> yeah. that ultimately became Juke, like the, the lads channel. Oh my God, that's true. It's also sad because as, as it was kind of wrapping up, they had also started to bring in, like, the, everything was, as far as I recall it, everything was, like, firing. You Late was crazy. They were bringing in all these, like, comedians and who were doing all these sort of, like, strange skits and stuff. And You Live had also brought in, like, Eli Matthewson had started, Mon Barton had started, um, Kirsteen, what was her name, Kirsteen McKenzie. They had new talent coming in. And then it was Mon Barton's first day when they found out oh, that no. they were closing the channel down. That's a bad first day. Devastating, eh? So I think they only had, yeah, they had one month left when they found out. Um, and as everyone sort of told me in their recollections, they just they just went, fuck it. You know, they had one month left and that's when things got really crazy. That's probably when they made <laughs> their best television as well. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm so sad that, like, you know, there are clips. You can find little bits here and there. But um, it's mostly all gone, you know, and I feel sad. I mean, New Zealand is so bad at preserving our pop culture history anyway. But in terms of what a lot of those people went on to do as well, I feel like those archives would be valuable slash potentially cancellable. So maybe <laughs> best they are left. <laughs> there are a few gems on YouTube. You guys should definitely go and have a look. Um a very young Duncan Grave. Oh, bless him talking about Robin. His face still does that too. I do All these do years that. later, <laughs> yeah. still on that trip. Love it. He does do that. Um, I'll just read a quote from Ollie Seeley, who's... Station manager, yeah. Station manager. Um, he said, Had TVNZ kept that talent and that editorial vision, it would be one of the most powerful media brands in the country right now, he says. We would have reacted to all of the trends and taken a more online approach. It would have done whatever it needed while still keeping its punky roots. Matt Gibb agreed. He said it felt like TVNZ threw away a chance to get in on the ground floor with the next generation of local talent. Mm. And that's Matt Gibb saying that, you know. Yeah. He's seen some shit. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, he did, and he's on Treasure Island now. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just true. Like, and it was a very short-sighted decision. Um, like, I think, and the whole country is culturally poorer for it. Wow, that's depressing end. It's depressing. Some but it's also, it was a good, don't laugh because it's over, smile because it happened. Don't cry because you're sad. That what is, is that? really good toilet poetry from you there. <laughs> don't cry because you're sad. <laughs> smile <laughs> because, because you're sad. Because it's over. Because you're still alive. <laughs>
But just treat yourself if you've got if you've got a spare hour or two, go back through YouTube. There's some very funny clips of like Tom Cruise impersonators jumping on the set, Astor's there, and also some stuff from when the Murray cam, which was what the camera was called that ran the whole time. I mean, some of the some of the talent told me that they would sometimes forget to switch their mics off when we went to the toilet. Yeah. So during the ad breaks, people could hear everything on oh, Murray. <laughs> Murray, but that's the kind of intimacy. That was the kind of intimacy it is that intimate. Uh, that is beautiful. TVNZ also was running. You just got to read Alex's feature. It's, I think it's called Kids in the Hallway. It's one of the best things the spinoffs ever published. It really captures the energy and potential and the. Just, just what what that station was, and there's there's been a bunch of it. You know, it's the, like uh, Max TV would have had the exact same situation. Like we have form in this area in New Zealand, but TVNZU was a was a real, real special one, and it's been fun remembering it. When it has been fun remembering. Before we go, I just remembered one more factoid that I learned doing that story is. The actual producers, like the switching desk that they literally like kind of taped together that Matt Gibb is using on screen, they actually ended up sending it and using it um, after the earthquakes in Christchurch because like a whole bunch of newsroom technology wasn't working, got taken out. So it actually ended up being this like rinky-dink thing, had a crucial role in broadcasting, you know, proper news. So I thought that was kind kind of another amazing little factoid from this time. But yay, thank you so much for going down memory lane. Oh, I loved it. If you like this, we've got way more podcasts. We've also got a Substack. If you'd like to subscribe to therealpodsubstack.com for weekly reality TV updates. Should have said the reason we're talking about this is because Eli and Matt are on Celebrity Treasure Island, but you probably put those together in your head anyway. Well done, you. Thank you for remembering with us. Yay! yay. Bye! Bye! Bye. Kia ora e te iwi. Butler here, podcast manager at The Spinoff. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a spin-off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.